Hi, and welcome to The Literary Sipper. This is Amber Beattie Hill, your host, who is in the middle of the summer doldrums, and I've tried to kick myself out of it with a little Instagram challenge to write a small poem a day for a week, and it's been a lot of fun. And some of you have even joined me, which is great, and I love to see your poems, and thank you for all the DMs and whatnot saying how fun it is and how much you're enjoying it and how much you're enjoying the ones I'm putting out there. It's really a great way to make sure first thing in the morning that I am doing something creative with my day. And that brings me to today's topic for the podcast, which is how to begin again, especially in seasons where our schedules are a little crazy, a little hectic. There's vacations, there's early camp pickups, there are people in your house that maybe haven't been in your house a lot this year. You have teenagers home or you're managing schedules between school and summer school or jobs, part-time jobs, or you have little ones that you're hustling after. Or you find your spouse's home more, or you find that you want to go outside and enjoy the sun, and you just don't want to sit at your desk. And here in the Pacific Northwest, that's a real thing. The sun has been shining, and it hasn't been rainy, and it's really, really hard to stay inside to make things. And I'm finding myself on a lot of long walks, or hikes, or bike rides, or just sitting in the sun with a good book. And there's been a lot of those. So let me know if you want me to give you a sort of midway check-in on my book list of 2023. But today we're going to talk about beginning again. And I want to start with an Irish proverb that tells us, better one good thing that is rather than two good things that were or three good things that might never come to pass. And the reason I found myself thinking about that proverb is to remind myself that these large-scale projects that we want so badly to undertake, like starting a podcast or writing a novel, we have to remind ourselves that sometimes we're not able to undertake these huge projects in the moment that we want to do them. We have to break them down. We have to do small things one at a time. A novel cannot be written in the course of a week. I mean, it could be if you're Jack Kerouac and you're doing stream of consciousness and you got a roll of paper in your typewriter, but most of us have to break it down. We have the time of thinking. We have the time of journaling about it. We have the time of maybe outlining it if you're a plotter. We have the time of 500 words a day's goals. We have 10 minutes to do it while the kids are at soccer practice and we're sitting with a notebook. And maybe that's not our preferred way of being. But the good thing that is, is important. And sometimes we need to begin again because we find that if we can't finish this huge thing, then we're not doing anything. We are in a fallow season of our work. And in order to begin again, You have to honor the one small good thing rather than the two things that were that you used to do, the things that used to work. I used to be able to write 10 poems in a week, or I used to be able to produce a painting in a month. Whatever it is, whatever arbitrary number of hours or number of pieces 
made you feel productive, that's in the past. It cannot be redone. You cannot reinvent what used to be. You can look at your patterns. You can, of course, try again to recreate this magical alchemy that made this season of really amazing, fruitful work come to be. But generally speaking, it won't be quite the same. You're not quite the same. And we can't also imagine that tomorrow you're going to have this miraculous change in your psyche where now I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. and I'm going to write 3,000 words before I even have breakfast. That's probably not going to happen either. So it has to be in between. And we do that by honoring the small thing. So when I saw myself in those sort of fallow seasons where none of my ideas seemed to come to fruition, or it's hard to find time to sit and work on large projects, I try to get hold of that creative space that's small, manageable, and also exciting. It also feels good. It feels like I have tapped into that part of myself that I long to tap into when I'm the Uber driver for my children. And it may be a micro essay. It may be a post on Instagram. It could be a journal entry on my latest read or five minutes of bullet points for the next section of my novel. But just a small, concrete thing that I can look to and say, yep, I made a thing today. I moved my dream forward. And that's the progression and the mindset you have to have when you're in this time where you have to keep beginning again. Because we might have a week where we're doing these little essays or we're writing these little poems or we're doing little doodles or creating these little things that are pushing our creative self forward. But then you're going on vacation or then something happens and you're ill for a week or then something happens in your family and you have to take a plane and you didn't anticipate this break in your creative momentum. The other thing you have to do is sort of look for signs. My husband has just begun songwriting and playing his own songs out in public and as a drummer and a sideman for many years. This is a huge, huge step for him. And it is incredibly powerful to witness and to see the transformation in him. And coming out from behind a drum kit and putting yourself out in front where it's his voice and his music and his songs has been a real joy to watch as a partner, but also as a fellow artist. He played on Saturday, and on Sunday, he received an email from someone who had been in the crowd, someone who had took the time to write and encourage him on his way, and not someone we knew, not one of his friends or a fellow musician that he has been associated with over the years, but just a person in the crowd who took the time to write this really lovely note to him and who is cheering him on regardless of the enterprise, but someone who acted like a guidepost, a sign telling him, you are moving in the right direction. So I would encourage you to take a minute and think about what signs are pointing you in the right direction lately. What signs do you see that man, this is good for me. This creative pursuit is important and it's good and people see me and they're seeing me 
as a version of myself that I really want them to see. Ann Croker, who's a writing coach that I absolutely adore, and please go follow her podcast, follow her on Instagram. She has amazing advice, and she's so gentle and a good person in the world. She talks about the importance of five minutes in her latest podcast. And right after that, I sat down and I just said to myself, that's the surest way to begin again is five minutes. Set the timer, do five minutes, five minutes in a journal or five minutes on a, on a piece of writing. Many of you follow Austin Kleon and you'll see him do the five minute poems where he redacts he takes an article in the newspaper and he like blacks out most of the words except the words that are speaking to him and creates a poem out of something that's already written. That's another five minute way to sort of push your creative self forward. Push it forward in terms of the progress you want to make on whatever project you're setting forward for yourself, but also to push your creative self forward in terms of your day, in terms of your schedule, in terms of the importance of it. And it's the snowball of these little five minute bursts all in a row that signal to us that it's time to delve into the longer, deeper project for a while. When we build up the five-minute momentum, then we can say, what do I have with these all these little five minutes? What's really drawing me to it? If I only have five minutes, what is it that I'm choosing to work on? Am I choosing to make music? Am I choosing to write poetry? Am I choosing to paint? Am I choosing to do something that I've never done before? or go back to an older work? What is it that you're choosing to place your focus and attention on? And in the summertime, it's no easy feat. There's always people around. There's always things to do, camp drop-offs and pickups and screen time monitoring, always screen time monitoring, and vacations to plan for. And these are all good things. And I'm so lucky to have these things. And I'm so lucky to have these children who are exploring their own lives with creativity and curiosity and who play music and who read and who make videos and who are engaged in creative pursuits. But the idea of planning my writing time and being able to count on it is a far-fetched one for me right now. Instead, I will have to begin and begin and begin again. And maybe in those five-minute bur bursts or maybe in longer stretches of time, but the creating makes me feel most like me. And so that beginning again is also re-meeting myself over and over again. And saying to myself, this self, this creative person is who you are. This is when you feel most alive. So here are three quick ways to begin when beginning is hard. One, set a timer. It's your friend. You have two minutes, five minutes, 30 minutes. Set the timer and don't get up. Don't distract yourself with Instagram. Don't distract yourself with your to-do li list. Just do the creative thing that calls you in that moment. Number two, leave yourself a breadcrumb for the next time you have free time. So if those five minutes go by super fast, write down a quick note. Work on X. So that the next time you have those five minutes, you know exactly where to start and you don't have to waste time wondering, what should I do with this pocket of time that's available to me? And finally, three, celebrate the good small thing you made. Go back to that proverb. It is better to have one small good thing. Because 
you took the time to make something. In a world of consumption, where we watch other people create constantly, where we're watching our children grow into these magical beings, put something in the world for them. Put something in the world for you. And I encourage you, as always, above everything else, to keep that creative self. Keep re-meeting yourself over and over again as many times as it takes. There is no one right, right, right way to do something. There is only your way in this hour at this time. So enjoy the rest of your summer, and I'll be talking to you again soon. Keep writing.